you know, all of us have experienced uh, pessimistic uh, moments, right? Sometimes we experience pessimism uh, because no matter what we can, uh, what we cannot, uh, you know, do or what we can do, it always seems like the opposite is happening. Uh, we cannot avoid suffering. Uh, that may cause pessimism. Sometimes we experience uh, discouragement because we can seem to avoid sin, right? When you struggle with specific sin, you do what you can and it still uh, happens. Uh, it, you may experience discouragement. Sometimes we experience uh, cynicism when we look at society and, see, and we see so much uh, that is wrong and so much injustice, right, and violence, then it may cause uh, cynicism. But today we start the second week uh, of Advent and God has something to say about pessimism, discouragement and cynicism. Uh, he says that it, they will come knocking uh, at your door. It must happen. But of course, you are not supposed to let them in. That's the theme of today's uh, Sunday. Pessimism, discouragement and cynicism will come knocking at your door, but please don't let them in. So every, every reading uh, talks about this. Uh, you know, this is the message of the gospel. You have John the Baptist, uh, Know, telling us uh, the, the message of hope you know, in the wilderness. The Lord is coming. The Lord is coming. You have Isaiah uh, who preaches comfort to God's uh, sinful uh, people, reminding them that he is like a shepherd who gathers uh, the sheep. Uh, the second reading, St. Peter, uh, even if it seems that God is absent, has forgotten about us, uh, or is powerless, uh, he, he's coming. He's simply just waiting for the right uh, moment to send, to send in his grace. And because for God, a thousand years is like a day, uh, and a day is like a thousand years. Uh, what seems like a long wait for us in, reali in reality is just the blink of an eye, right? That's what, what St. Peter says. This is the message of today's uh, Sunday. Advent is, of course, one huge reminder. That's why we do it every year. Reminder that God not, has not forgotten about us. Because it may feel like, you know, it's been around 2,000 years since Jesus' death and resurrection. He said, I will be back. And where is he? Have you seen him, anyone? Have you seen Jesus? No. Sometimes he comes like he did with St. Faustina, right? Sometimes he shows up. I mean, I would love to do something like this, have this kind of experience when Jesus just comes to your life and he tells you what to do. Uh, but let's be honest. Most of us uh, haven't seen Jesus. Uh, like, you know, you can see your spouse, you can see your child, you can see your friend. So where is he? Where is he? But this is the message again. God has not forgotten. He never stops thinking about us and he's leading us uh, with his care to this everlasting reward. That's why we have to celebrate every year his first coming when he was born as a man. Uh, 
still having in mind, but he will be back. He will be back uh, for the second time. But yes, we cannot just sit and wait for him. Uh, don't do it. Uh, Saint Paul, actually, in, in the first letter of, to the Thessalonians, uh, he tells them, guys, do something. Because if, if you lived in Jesus' time and he, you knew, like, oh yeah, he's coming, and after a few years, like, he's not here. Well, but if he's coming soon, the, what's the point of going to work? What's the point of really taking care of your life? So St. Paul told the, the Thessalonians, no, go to work, spread the good news. God is coming, we don't know when, but you're not supposed to just sit on the couch and just wait for him. No, no, no. Do something. Do something. So I was looking for a few examples. I found one which is actually related to us. Uh, St. Louis, you know, as you know, that's our second parish. Uh, St. Louis, the king of France. Uh, he lived in the 13th century, and he was the king, of course, but he reigned for uh, 52 years. And still to this day, his reign is considered one of the greatest ones. One of the best period of time uh, in France uh, history. So here's a few examples of what, what King Louis uh, did for his, for his people, still waiting for Christ, but doing something. Uh, he used to he used to walk through the streets of his cities just disturbing money to the poor. Uh, he would go into the hospitals and homes uh, and take care of them. He would usually nurse uh, the worst cases himself. He would invite to his royal uh, table dinner uh, like 20 homeless people and he would have dinner with them. Uh, you know, once it was considered, of course, a dangerous act to do, uh, in the Middle Ages, uh, the leprosy was still a thing. And, of course, when you, were, you, ha when you got this uh, disease, it was kind of like a death sentence. And uh, you, you would be exiled to the specific village, right? You know, you know this from uh, the Bible. Uh, that will happen in Jesus' time as well you would spend the rest of your life in misery with other lepers. And if you want to just go outside, not too far, but just a little bit, you'd have this bell with you, just this signal for others, healthy people, not to approach you because, you know, you are, you are sick. Uh, and of course, once St. Louis, uh, when he heard the bell, instead of walking away, he actually w he walked directly towards the, uh, the sound and then he hugged the man. Huge risk. Huge risk. Uh, when he would go uh, to the church for the morning mass, uh, right after the mass he would go outside and just meet with people and those who didn't have money uh, to go to the court and to resolve their problems uh, with someone else, they would go directly to him because the king had the ultimate power, so he could resolve any problem at the spot. 
And so he did it specifically for the poor, those who couldn't really afford uh, a lawyer. Uh, that's what St. Louis did. Right? He was always present to his people uh, because he had discovered that God uh, was always present to him. He didn't forget about his people the same way like God hasn't forgotten about us, and he never will. St. Peter, again, in, the, in today's second reading says, you know, what sort of person ought you to be? That's a good question, right? Should you be a, a pessimistic, discouraged, and cynical? Not at all. You shouldn't be. Of course, we know we shouldn't be like this. Uh, St. Peter gives us two qualities in his, uh, in his letter. Uh, he says, again, what sort of persons ought you to be? Conducting yourselves in holiness and devotion. Okay? These two qualities. Uh, so let's really look briefly into each of them. The first one is holiness. St. Peter says our life should be marked by uh, holiness. Now, since, you know, Father Brian is living in a few weeks for his sabbatical, so I'm trying to be like him more and more, right? So I have a few Greek words for you. Uh, and I'm not going to cry. Uh, uh, I'm still learning, but it's difficult for me. Uh, no, I love Father Brian. He's great, but you know. Greek, okay. Uh, holiness. In Greek, this word... Uh, is anastrophe, anastrophe. And so this one, holiness in Greek, refers to our behavior, okay? the, way we, the way we act. So holiness doesn't mean that we go around with our heads in the clouds. That's not what holiness is in the Bible. Holiness means that we go around as Christ went around. Okay? treating others with sincere respect, like St. Louis, that was an example, and looking for opportunities to do good to those around us. That's what holiness is. And St. Peter says, do it. Behave this way. Go and be like, like Christ. And the second quality is devotion. And in Greek, it's uh, eusebia. And this one doesn't refer to uh, our actions, but actually to the fundamental attitude underlying our actions. And this one comes, of, cur of course, from our relationship with Christ. Devotion isn't just a matter of saying a lot of prayers. That's not what devotion is. Uh, it's the matter of living at all times in a, again, personal relationship uh, with, with Jesus. And that's what prayer, when we pray, we give like a nourishment, it's like we foster the, uh, uh, the devotion. And that's what, make, uh, what makes uh, possible, uh, you know, our relationship with Christ to, uh, to grow. So that's what St. Peter says. Yes, go and behave like Jesus and have really good intimate relationship with him because this one will help you to behave this way. So now... In a few minutes, uh, you will receive Christ. Another reminder, right? Another reminder that he hasn't forgotten uh, about us. So when you receive him today, 
when he comes to, to nourish your, your souls, uh, let's ask him to show us how this week, this coming week, we can grow in holiness and grow in devotion. This is how you, how you get ready for uh, his coming, for his advent, which means the arrival. This is how we get ready, not just by sitting and waiting for him, but like Isaiah, Peter, and St. John the Baptist uh, say, prepare the way of the Lord, do something. Grow in your holiness and in your devotion. So when he comes, uh, finally, for the second time, we will be ready. Uh, we need this every year. We need this huge reminder, uh, which is called Advent, that he's coming. Because uh, if we don't get it, we, we have this tendency just to do nothing. So let's, let's do something. Ask him today uh, to help you to grow in holiness and devotion.